Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Thanks for downloading the Sunranto Show. Hi, this is Danny Rocket with a quick message for you. Why don't you, if you've got an iPhone, go over to the iOS App Store and download the Locker Room app. Locker room, you know, like a room full of lockers that like you had in gym class. Anyway, we're on it. And at 6 p.m. Central Time, every single Tuesday, we have a live interactive show with all of our friends and fans and um, whoever the hell wants to show up. So just download it and then follow at Sunranto Show and uh, follow us and then uh, you can be notified when we go live on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. on the Locker Room app. It's a brand new interactive experience. You can have your voice heard. You can join the show and uh, we're going to kind of treat it like a roundtable. So download it and uh, I believe you'll enjoy yourself. Locker Room. Download it now. This is a Locker Room production. I was kind of uh, excited to talk about what we're, you know, going back and forth, me and you and Michael today, Crawley, and talking about what we should talk about today. And you had the idea of maybe seeing who who we would want to be extended on the team or, you know, the top three guys that, that don't have um, contracts right now. And I was like, oh, we've talked about that so much. Like, I feel like that's all we talk about is the fact that the Ricketts didn't extend anybody. And uh, I'm glad we're zooming out with something like this a little bit. This is more of an off-season topic, but it's kind of cool to um, – I think it gives other people a chance to kind of share their memories because, you know – we we've been lucky enough, Danny, you and I to um, have been have a lot of memories and a lot of people get to hear them when we have our podcast. But I always love hearing about other people and what they have to say in their memories at Wrigley. And there may be some weird, cool connection that we don't even know yet. Right. Well, and the, I was thinking to myself as we were doing this, it wouldn't it be cool if there was a fan forum where you could sign, like almost like what's that NPR show where people get up and they tell a story. You know what I'm talking about? That one I'm not sure. I know the tiny desk one. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's one that um, – I forget what it's called, but they they get up and they tell a story, and it, there's a lot of them are funny. Many of them are heartwarming and stuff. But I was thinking, like, you know, Cubs convention could really use a little bit of that. Like, even if you scripted it or had people submit stories, you know, and had speak people who could speak and write do it. I don't. Th- I know that among like the millions of Cub fans that are out there, that would they could probably get a pretty good show out of maybe three people's story for an hour, like twenty minute stories for an hour uh, for like an hour of time or more, you know. And because um, you're right, there are so many good stories out there. Um, I'm I'm uh, facebooking this out a little bit real quick. 
Um, I just tweeted it out. Yeah. Um, I know that this is locker room, but Uncle Mike, I went, I tried out Clubhouse last night. You ever hear of, uh, it's a, it's a different, uh, app that's they talk about more than sports so danny i can't keep up with you and all the youngsters out there there's so many goddamn apps i, I got them coming out of my ears you, you don't follow me on tiktok what's what's the problem crawley i think i do follow you on tiktok i think i've done one or two videos and that would be about it we got to get more tiktok going on i i think that you know if we really put the field thing about TikTok is like as as a person who like edits music and video for like my job it always if when I do TikTok, I'm like, oh my god, this feels like work. <laughs> you know, I'm like, this is supposed to be fun. I'm gonna let Michael do. I think Michael's back in the room. I'm gonna let him do a speaker request and then bring him in, if if he can, if he can, because last time I let him be a speaker. So, um, anyway, uh, I I wanted to talk about memorable games we had at Wrigley Field today, and uh, I'm hoping that other people, uh, as we start can um you know we'll share some of theirs as well but i know carl you probably got a a couple uh you got a couple lined up <laughs> that you might have thought about about more memorable times you want to go first i mean there's so many of them um you know and, and it was funny um when we decided on this topic i thought i i would kind of kick it out rather than my story but let my dad kind of you know he's not going to be on here because he has he has three apps on his phone and one of them's the cubs at um, but, uh, I asked him what his most memorable game. He's been going to Wrigley field since the early 1950s. And the game that meant the most to him was defeating the Cardinals in 2015 in the postseason. So, um, if you remember that whole series was just amazing. I, they, they just absolutely crushed the dirty red birds. And, uh, you know, that was just such a spectacular year. And, and and for my dad, you know, like the Cubs always were behind the Cardinals, you know. You know, you guys know how it goes. We got 11 rings, blah, 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 blah. And they don't ever shut this hell up about anything. It was the first time that the Cubs and Cardinals ever played a postseason series. And uh, I, I think there was one where they, one game where they hit six home runs. You had the Schwarber shot. The whole thing just accumulated in just like such an amazing moment. And And so my dad always kicks around that one. And the other one that he always says is his favorite. I took him to game five of the World Series, which was amazing. But he loved game uh, six of the NLCS in 2016. Just uh, And I got to say that I'll put mine on that too. I'd put 2016 NLCS game six. Uh, I wish all Cubs playoff crowds were like that crowd. That was like That was like nothing I experienced. The fans were heckling Kershaw from pitch one until he got knocked out. Just loud, exciting. The, the whole place was just rocking. And then when they finally won it, and they brought out the stand where they had the co-MVP for Javi and uh, Lester. And just afterwards, the streets were just amazing. Like, just everybody happy, everyone loving everyone. It was just fantastic. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by Bet Online. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now on pro basketball and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline.ag has all the betting action. In the NBA, the conference races are heating up as teams prepare to make their run for the playoffs. And if baseball is your first love, which I know it is, BetOnline has you covered. If you love hockey, golf, MMA, and championship boxing, BetOnline has it all. Every sport, every game, every matchup. 
Bet Online has you covered for all the odds and real time updates and is the place to be for all your sports betting needs. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to place and check in on all of your favorite sports bets all the time. Head to the website or use your mobile device and bring home the game with Bet Online. I, I I was at both of those games, and the thing that I really loved about, especially the second one you just talked about, the Kershaw one, um, I was late for that one because I was still flying back from L.A., and, like, the baggage was late getting off the plane, and I'm like, God damn it, come on. I, we showed up in the first inning on that one. Uh, it, it, right at maybe just – maybe it was the second, like, top of the second or something. Is by, the time, by the time we went home – dropped our bags off and got back down to Wrigley. We were there. But I remember just the electricity of that particular crowd. And it just felt, everything felt so inevitable. And I don't think I've had that feeling. I didn't have that feeling in, in the World Series at all. Because I was, you know, we had our backs up against the wall. But in 2016, it felt like I was at a crowning or something. Like, I mean, at the at game six, it really, I felt like we were being crowned the champions of the National League. And like somehow, like, there was this, like, deep space-time continuum that it opened up to make it possible for it even to uh, exist. Right. Michael, it was- with us. Yes, I am. I am back. Sorry. I tried it on my phone and on the iPad, and it. I had to reboot the entire thing old in man order to make it work. High tech. I'm an old man. No, I made it work. It's fine. It's the app. Just oh, it's yeah. the second time I've had to do it. It's that the we're same. trying to promote. Good, good job, Michael. <laughs> yeah, whatever. So. Uh, <sighs> So you, why don't you why don't you uh, switch gears then from your uh, technology fighting and uh, tell us your memor- a memorable. Uh, well, I was actually going to talk about uh, the NLDS game three, 2015, Danny. I remember that. I would believe I was there with you. You were. That was actually the first time uh, that weekend was the first time I ever met Lyle. Uh, we'd been doing the podcast for about six months. I had never met him, never even seen him because uh, we were doing the, you know, we were doing the podcast uh, blind, like we didn't have video to do any of that stuff. So, uh, but that was the first, and actually, right at the game was the first time all three of us were together in one place. And then we went in, and of course, it was it was Jake Day. Uh, you know, Schwarber hit a bomb. KB hit a bomb. Uh, Starlin Castro, I think, hit a bomb. Uh, even Jason Hayward hit a bomb, but that was for the Cardinals. It sucked. <laughs> <laughs> but, that, was uh, the, yeah. that was the one they brought up when they signed him. They were like, oh, did you see that home run he hit off Jake? No one could hit Jake. He hit a home run that day. Yeah. Yeah, and it was, and, and that was just such a great game. Uh, I actually – you know, it was the first time I'd ever been to a playoff game at Wrigley Field. I honestly, I never really thought I would go to a playoff game at Wrigley Field just because they hardly ever made it. And I figured if they made it, I wouldn't have tickets. I wouldn't try. So, <laughs> but uh, no, that, so that was a lot of damn fun. And actually the night before, uh, Danny and I did nine innings, nine bars. Uh, <laughs> we were running around Wrigleyville getting shit-faced uh, while the Cubs played the Cardinals down in St. Louis. Yeah, our mistake Good weekend. Was not, I think. 
And we, we finally had some French fries, I believe, at the it's somewhere about the seventh inning. But by that time, it was too late to soak up this because we did a we tried to do a drink a bar, and I don't I think we came pretty close. I've you know I don't know I think towards the end we kind of fudged it because we are way too hammered for the moment. But that was pretty memorable. I mean, until the end, then I don't remember anything. Right. It was, it was, <laughs> it was memorable in the fact that we can't actually remember a lot of it. I'm I'm looking in the chat and Molly says, but that was three minutes ago. That was my birthday. And I was there. I think that they might mean game six of the NLCS. I'm not sure, but um, why, don't we, why don't we bring her on? Yeah. Yeah. But do you want to come on? I mean, that's the whole point of this whole thing. If you can, if you speak a request, I just want to tell everybody kind of how it works. You'll see it on the bottom. It says end room. Oh, no, I have end room because I started it. Uh, but <laughs> there's a speaker request, request to speak. And if you touch that, I believe you can um, come on. I can let you on. So if you have a memorable game, come on. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, yeah. You hear us talk actually way too much. So pop in isn't here. That, let us know what's going on. Isn't that what I said today in our text thread? Oh, here yeah. comes Carrie Meyer. I want to hear from Carrie because we've caught a few games. Hi, Carrie. Hi, guys. How are you? Good, good. Happy, Hi, doing great. Happy Tuesday. <laughs> happy Tuesday. I'm scared to watch the game tonight, but I guess I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. Hey, Carrie. I don't know if you heard the good news. Danny and I do not have to see Jake Degrom on Thursday. He got he, he was scared. <laughs> so now you don't have to go. No, we're going. You just don't have to see the Cubs get shut out. Yeah. No. Oh! I, I don't think Jake DeGrom was scared. I, I honestly, I just think they looked at the Cubs' offense and they're like, sure, we don't need you that day. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll wait till the where we really need you. So, <laughs> no, I had not heard that yet. I had, wow, that is good. Yeah, it, it, it might help us. Um, so, Carrie, what's your, do you have an idea of a, of a game that's particularly memorable from uh, Wrigley Field or at Wrigley Field? Yes, I was at the Sunday night game against the Mariners where Lester bunted. Oh, I was at that game too, Carrie. Yes, it was after the first John Baker game that weekend, right? It was, yes. That was amazing. And I was in the seats that I got from Danny's friend. Oh, Kind of like up behind home plate a little bit. Yeah. Oh, man, we were real close to each other then. Oh, my goodness. It was awesome. Carrie, I was expecting you to say a different game. I know. Well, that game too, but I thought that's a popular game, so I'm going to say a different one. But I was at the uh, I was at the same one with Crawley, sitting a few uh, a few seats away when Miggy hit the hit the uh, homer in the playoffs. Oh yeah, and that was that was amazing too. I was sitting with Don Strand and uh, Blonde Wonk Lauren. Nice. Nice. We were we went to G Man beforehand with the guys from Ivy Envy were there and I'm trying to remember who else. And then if you remember, I, I I can I've been to so many games and and I can count on my one hand how many times I felt Wrigley shake and thought that the old girl was going to come down and and that yeah. was one of them when Miggy hit that totally. grand slam. Totally yes. Yeah, the worst part, though, is I wasn't in my normal seat. I was in the underneath part. So I figured if, like, the top part breaks, I could maybe hold on, like, the Titanic to the front thing. But this – I was underneath it. I thought I was done. <laughs> you would have been. You would have been. 
Well, yeah, well, yeah. those are two, those are two great ones. And one, this wasn't at Wrigley Field, but another one that I believe you were at with us was in Cincinnati. I mean, this I know we're talking about Wrigley, but another one that was so memorable was that Reds game that went extra in Natty. And Pedro, that's where Pedro Stroke played left field. And who else did they throw out there? Was it Travis Wood? Uh, Travis Wood. Yeah, that was amazing. That was, that was so, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was so good. And then actually walking back to my car, because my husband had taken the kids, because it was going so late. And so they were, like, exhausted. So they went back to the hotel. And I, of course, stayed. And, like, yeah, we were there with you. And we were kind of walking around and just sitting in different seats. And then walking back to my car... Um, I was listening to the post game on my phone, and there was this other Cub fan walking on the sidewalk near me. And he's like, "Oh, are you listening to the post game?" I said, "Yeah." He goes, "Well, there's Ron Coomer and Pat Hughes right there." So across the street, they were walking with their suitcases toward the hotel, and I was like, "Because oh, I love, I always listen to the radio almost like 95% of the time when I'm watching games." And I mean, I just love Pat. And so I was like, well, if I'm going to do it, now's the time. This is my, I'm not going to blow my chance. So I ran over and, you know, met them. I was just, so, they were so nice and gracious. And I was just like walking and talking. I was just like, you know, talking a million miles an hour. And they were like, do you want to get a picture? And I was like, oh, sure. And they're probably like, what can we do to get this chick away from us? <laughs> but they were, they were super, no, they were super nice. It was awesome. And yeah, that was just, that game was awesome. That's when I first met you, Danny. And, um, I think was Nicole there. I feel like Nicole was there. There, uh, yeah, we were. Yeah, there was a. We were rolling pretty deep in Cincinnati at that time because the Reds were, I think, a last place team. They had that terrible bullpen that gave up mm-hmm. I think, 250 home runs that year, or 300 something. <laughs> and uh, you know, so but somehow we couldn't break through that night. And I think Danny, was-, was that the weekend that you guys? Uh, we're yelling at Brenneman during the yeah. post game show. Yes. Yeah, that's the same weekend, and and we were insufferable. I mean, we just rolled it, <laughs> Daddy. I'm, I'm surprised they let us in anymore. To be honest, that weekend. <laughs> Carrie, were you a part of that chanting at the? I believe so. It sounds very familiar. <laughs> nice. Yes. I think Carrie's oh got to come to more games. She gets some memorable ones. I I do get some. I yeah I. I do, yeah. I guess. But I remember, I, I guess this was probably about like 10, no, maybe 12 years ago. My husband and I were there for our anniversary. We went to two games because that's back when they stunk. And we're like, at least if we go to two, we're increasing our chances. We see a win. And, I mean, we just saw two crap games that we lost. So, there, I didn't come through for anybody there. <laughs> but, yeah. well, everybody but gets- I just love being there. Just being there. It's just a feeling. I mean, I'll never forget the first time I went, you know, that – your heart catches in your throat when you're ascending those steps and the field comes into view and, you know, just being there even for a loss, it just, you know, it feels good. Oh, yeah. I remember taking my kids, I believe it was 2000, it was 2013, so it was in the doldrums, and we got super cheap uh, bleacher tickets. Nobody was out there. I had very young kids at the time. They would have been eight and six and you know all this stuff about you have to have things for kids to do and everything that day in the bleachers now granted there was nobody in the bleachers so the kids could kind of run around which helped they actually just sat right on the wall and watched the game they watched the game uh they 
talk to other people in the bleachers. You know, there was a bunch of young guys drinking and having a good time, and they were talking to the kids and telling them about the game. And, you know, we were talking about the game, but they were really just in the moment. And I, I think it is a lot of that Wrigley, just how the how it feels and what it's like to see a game there, especially uh, when there's not that many people and you can actually yell at the players and they can yell back. I mean, Danny and Crawley know all about that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and um, uh, Nate Shearholtz, you know, threw my son a ball. And it was just like, it was a, just a super fun time. But I always remember that whenever I see these parks and they talk about, you have to have all this stuff for the kids and everything. No, what you have to have is somebody to explain what's going on on the field and in a situation where they can literally focus and watch the game, where they don't have a bunch of shit that's, you know, taking their eyes away from the field. Yeah. Basically, what you're saying is they need uh, uh, some parents and silence. <laughs> well, no, no, no. But just parents and, and just not... Not a bunch of other shit. Yeah, the, the Oregon. I know they did like the Oregon. They really did. But, yeah, it, if you give them well, a... That's just weird. Uh, Nobody likes Oregon, really. Yeah. <laughs> but, if, but if you give them a bunch of dumb shit to do, a playground and stuff, they're going to be like, can we go to the playground? When there's right, none of that, see, you're they're right, like, they... hey, what's going on out there on the field? What are they doing? Because that's the only thing happening. If, if they see a bouncy house in the outfield, they're going to want to check it out. Like, that is just what childhood is, you know? And exactly. so I totally agree with you. And can I give you I, – I have a couple on deck just to see how the conversation went um, about some of my more memorable games at Wrigley Field. And I can – and really, it goes to what you were just saying, Michael. It, I can I don't know if it was my first game at Wrigley Field. I don't know if I remember it, but it was probably around 82 or 83 when it happened. And this particular game was on August 24th, 1983. The attendance was only 45 under 18,000. So it was empty, you know. So it's one of those things I remember my dad would get the, the I think it was about 350 for to sit in the upper deck reserved up behind the pole. And so that's where we'd get our tickets usually. So um, He didn't really like the bleachers too much. He wanted a back on his chair. So, and those were four bucks. So uh, if he could save the 50 cents, he would. And we went <laughs> to this game and this was a, actually it was a no hitter until the bottom of the ninth with two outs and it got broken up. Um, Chuck Rainey was the pitcher. And, uh, you know, he, he got all the way to the – he had walked a few, but it, so it wasn't a perfect a perfect game. But he got two outs in the ninth. And uh, then Eddie Milner, who was the leadoff hitter for the Reds at the time, he uh, singled. With, and my dad, I remember, he had never seen a no-hitter except for one that his brother threw in, in high school or something like that because my uncle was a pretty good pitcher. And uh, he's remembered saying, I've never seen a no-hitter. This is amazing. And he jinxed it. He jinxed himself <laughs> and, uh, in that moment, and he and he died never seeing a no hitter. Like he, he, he and that's and that's why Danny to this day tries to jinx every yeah. no hitter. Because I, 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 can, t- no, I, I can tell you this: <laughs> I, I have never seen a no hitter. I had tickets to the Zambrano one in Milwaukee, but my grandmother, who had you know, she lived with us our whole lives for, with, with with you know a block away from my family. Um, she needed some extra help and care, and so she was going down to Ecuador where we had a lot of family. So I didn't go up that weekend. 
Um, but I ended up going to the game in t- 2010. It was Cubs versus White Sox. And uh, it was at, right after the Blackhawks won their first Stanley Cup, I want to say in 2010. And so they came out of that right field gate and they came all the way around and they had the Stanley Cup. And so it's a very famous picture, the Cubs, the White Sox and the Blackhawks all on the mound with the Stanley Cup. Um, but w- besides that, like awesome, amazing moment, uh, there was a dual no-hitter going on. It was Gavin Floyd versus Ted Lilly. And Gavin Floyd took a no-hitter going into the seventh inning. I remember and, this game. This was – oh, wait, what year was this? This was 2010. 2010, okay. And so uh, uh, Gavin Floyd – the Cubs got like one or two runs in the seventh inning off Gavin Floyd. Ted Lilly took a no-hitter into the ninth inning when former Cub – Juan Pierre hit a single to lead it off. And then after that, Carlos Marmol loaded the bases with no outs, and then he struck out the side. <laughs> that, that sounds right. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by Canon Sunglasses. Did you know that your outdoor experiences could be better? Clearly better. Canon sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. Using Japanese optics, Canon's lenses are clearer, lighter, and stronger than other lenses and are nearly impossible to scratch. With frames handcrafted in Italy, Canon sunglasses elevate your experiences outside with a degree of clarity beyond your wildest imagination. Use the exclusive code Canoncast15 at Canon.com to receive 15% off your first pair. That's K A E N O N C A S T 1 5. Canon. Clearly better. The Sun Ranto Show is also brought to you by Bet Online. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now on pro basketball and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline.ag has all the betting action. In the NBA, the conference races are heating up as teams prepare to make their run for the playoffs. And if baseball is your first love, BetOnline has you covered. If you love hockey, golf, MMA, and championship boxing, BetOnline has it all. Every sport, every game, every matchup. BetOnline has you covered for all the odds and real-time updates and is the place to be for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to place and check in on all your favorite sports bets all the time. Head to the website or use your mobile device and bring home the game with BetOnline. And we thank them for sponsoring the Sun Ranto Show. You know what? Another thing, I'm looking at the baseball references of that 1983 game right now, and, and I remember it being just freezing cold. Like, I, I was just, you know, I, oh, I'm probably amalgamating it with other games. But I, I look at it, I remember it being freezing cold up in the upper deck, and I look at it, and it says 78 degrees. And I was like, <laughs> I was like do you know what? It probably was freezing cold up there, even though it was 78 degrees. I, I was just going to say that. It could have still been cold. Yeah. Listen to this lineup, though. All right. Let's, t- t- tell me if you think you could give me a few players off the 1983 Cubs. I want to see if, if anybody's got, if he, any of you guys got one. Oh, Jody Davis is the only one I could be confident He's, on. He did not catch that day. Oh, he didn't catch that day. How about Keith Moreland? Yep, Moreland is out there in right field, dropping a routine fly. What about Billy Buck? Uh, Buckner did not play first base, so you know who did then. It was Leon Durham. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, Leon Durham, uh, Jody Davis, God, who? Jody Davis. How about Thad Bosley? Oh, classic. From (laughs) Happy Days. (laughs) Thad Thad Bosley. Yeah. And uh, Sandberg was in the game. And um, how about a center fielder that was kind of known for for, uh, crashing into a wall? How about Mel Hall? Yeah, you got Mel Hall. You know, me and my sisters used to play Mel Hall. Like, we were eight, nine years old. And what we would do is just uh, pretend we were catching. We'd throw the ball to each other towards the wall, catch the ball, and then hit the wall. That was our game. (laughs) And and it it was called Mel Hall. That's the game we played. See what happens when you don't have all this stuff going around. you got your kids running into walls. Yeah, Um, was, uh, was Ron Say on the team yet? Ron Say was on the team, and uh, Tom Garcia writes in the shortstop, uh, Larry Boa. Yes. The penguin, Ron Say. Yeah, yeah we, the pay- So penguin. far, we got everybody, except you don't have the guy who caught the game. Chuck Rainey pitched it. <coughs> yeah. Oh, Jim Sundberg. Oh, uh, good guess, but no. <coughs> A little later. Okay. Can anybody come up? I'm looking at it, so it's not impressive that I would think of it. No, I have I'm, no idea. I'm reading it. Steve Lake. Oh, Steve Lake. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was that was always funny because you also had Steve Trout on that team. I was just thinking that. Steve Lake. <laughs> Wait, wasn't it Steve Trout? <laughs> and guess who started the game for the Reds? And he actually pitched well. He, he only gave up. Well, here's, here's old baseball. All right. He took the loss. He pitched eight innings. So he pitched every inning you could pitch. Gave up 11 hits. Three runs, three walks, five Ks. But uh, Mario Soda, remember him? No. He was kind of uh, fearsome. No, I don't remember him at all. Yeah. Good uh, Eric Ginter says he was a baby these years. Yeah. So we Eric, honestly were, Eric, too. <laughs> we, were, we were like seven. I, I, I Wasn't that Fergie Jenkins last year? He was on the Cubs. He came back. Yeah, he was on the Cubs. In fact, another memorable game, and I don't remember what game this was, where they used to do clinics. The players used to do kids' clinics on the field. I don't know if you ever went to those. Oh, I did. I went to one, and I was so excited to go down there and do a clinic. And then the one that I was at, I think we didn't get to do shit. We just sat there, and they talked to us for a few minutes, and then we got up and moved to somewhere else. Well, yeah, well, that's, that was stations. You yeah, went. it was stations. But, like, we didn't get to do anything. Like, I thought I was going to get out there and at play? home plate and, oh, like, no. take on a bat and run the bases and crap. And instead, I'm out in the outfield just sitting and watching them talk. Oh, so you were a <laughs> victim of your expectations. So I, I had – I didn't know even what was happening to me, I think. But it was hilarious because I, I remember – the only thing I, the only thing I remember about the clinic was that Fergie Jenkins did the clinic. And I remember being out in the outfield and – all the kids sitting around and Fergie Jenkins talking to us. And um, so when I met Fergie, you know, like even I think it was just five years ago or something, six years ago, whatever, when I met Fergie, I went up to him. I said, you know, one of my more memorable childhood memories is is meeting you as a kid and you in one of those clinics that they gave out at Wrigley Field. And he looked at me dead ass and said, he goes, oh, so you remember exactly what I told you, right? <laughs> it's like, what you said? Like, I was six, dude. Like, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, he was, he's a cool guy. 
But uh, does anybody else out there have any games that? Uh, yeah, we we got Eric. Oh, Tom, Molly wants to come in. Uh, Molly. Molly, yeah, come on in. Molly, are you there? I just don't think we have sound from Molly. She might have the same issues as one Michael Cotton. Right. I'm just waiting so, to hear if somebody's going to say uh, long-time hey listener, first-time caller. Oh, oh, there, oh there, there she is. Hey, so, okay. I was at game six, which was my birthday, which is the number one game. But since we've been to that one a lot, my second favorite game was in 2019. It was a Saturday night game. So that's a shit show. And uh, (laughs) I guess the Cardinals. And it was my friend's 40th birthday. Oh, there we go. And so we sat in the right. She wasn't uh, she wasn't rally titties, was she? No, no. (laughs) (laughs) Could have, could have. Um, so we sat in right till bleachers because uh, his wife that was there, her father passed away that winter, and he always sat in right field when they went. So we are having a great time, and Schwarber hits a home run, and it goes right over our heads. And I'm turning around, and I'm looking for it. Well, here it bounces back in the basket right in front of me. And my friend Michelle who's about five foot tall is about falling into the basket, trying to reach it. And she grabs it with her baseball cap. Which oh, is nice. Yeah. She was, she was lucky. She wasn't in left field or my tie would have gotten it. Oh, I was just, I was waiting for Molly to say, and then my tie dropped an elbow and knocked her out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> no. So Molly was, was she the, was she the birthday girl that actually got it? Her husband was the birthday boy, but her had, dad had passed away, and that's why we sat in right field. So it was kind of ah. like perfect. I didn't care about getting the ball, but it was so funny because if you see it on TV, I'm turned the opposite way, and the ball is <laughs> right in the basket in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the best part of that day – well, not the best part, but the funny part about that day is after the game, we had – throwing a bunch of airplane bottles in our bras and we get it on the train back close to our hotel we go to our restaurant and like some of the people are like falling asleep at the restaurant but uh, uh, my boyfriend says I'll have a captain and coke and I said no you won't you'd need just a coke and everybody thought he was in trouble he thought he was in trouble so the waitress brings us our cokes and I dig out the Captain Morgan that I've had stashed in my bra all day when I know he's at the game and filled our drinks. <laughs> That's well, a, they, they call that a sweaty Captain and Coke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it makes a lot of, I mean, that makes a lot of sense to, to me. So I'm, I think I'm just going to keep gaining weight until I grow breasts myself, and then uh, they'll be totally justified in the bra that I'm going to be bringing to Wrigley, because it's the only way I can afford to get drunk there these days. I'm going to definitely do do your trick. Oh, it yeah, works. for sure. It works. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm looking for that date. I'm in 2019, and can... uh, was, it, was it a May game, or, it's, or, or was it a uh, June, June 8th? It, I was going to say, I think it's the beginning of June because yeah, we went, 
Yeah, we went a couple weeks later too, but I'm pretty sure it was the beginning of June that was that particular one. So yeah, you were sitting in the right field. Oh, go ahead, Danny. No, I told him I'm just confirming. I saw a night game, right? Six sixteen start. Cubs won nine to four. Yep, yep. And Martinez was in right field. I only know that because I found out that my friend Donnie is really good at heckling. <laughs> <laughs> yep, he so, was yeah. out there. Yeah, he, he so, got he got pinch hit for it at some point. Double switched. You, well, you it was funny with- because he was heckling Martinez the whole time. Oh, for three, all this stuff, and then Dexter Fowler had the day off, and he got replaced by Dexter Fowler. And then Donnie's like, well, he like lost all his fun because he couldn't. Tackle Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> he was like deflated. I think it was only a couple innings, but he, he, I'm glad he got through it. <laughs> right. Well, that's that's a good one. I I can think of a lot of drunken memories. Like I was trying to think of like my favorite games at Wrigley, and there are just so many out there where I'm like, well, that was the best party of all time. <laughs> and- I would I would say that for me, I was at the David Bodie walk-off slam against the nationals and uh that was i mean that game was amazing that was uh max scherzer going seven innings and gave up just three hits striking out 11 and then you had cole hamels who just gave up one run uh and you know only one hit but you know the nationals made it three nothing in the top of the ninth and then the cubs ended up with zobris grounds out to lead off the inning uh, Ryan Madsen plunked a couple of guys, Wilson Contreras as usual. Uh, Schwarber had the second out and then Bodie is up there. And, and I just remember the crowd chanting Bodie, Bodie and boom, he just popped that ball to center field and he's doing the whole like airplane around the bases and the bat flip and the place is just going nuts and they're showing everything on the jumbotron. And I don't remember them ever doing this before or after, but like he gets on there, they rip off his Jersey, but then they interviewed him, but they interviewed him. So like the TV was on the jumbotron and we could hear the interview as it was going on. But that was like, and, and as I was driving home that night, I didn't realize that there was a term it's called the ultimate slam. It's not a grand slam. It's an ultimate slam. When you hit a grand slam, when you're down three, nothing. That was, that had to be a Denny's tie in. Yeah. (laughs) That was made up. Well, and I think it's a grand slam down by three to walk the game off. Like it's like, I think you have to have all those things, but Carly, I totally remember them calling it the ultimate slam. Yeah. But what, uh, yeah, they made t-shirts. What, what do, would it be called if that ultimate slam also ended a no hitter? I the the plat the platinum no the, platin- the ulti- gosh the I don't even know. They'd have to make up a new word, I think, for something like that. Uh, no, that was a good one, and I, that's one I kick myself for. It, it's funny that particular game. I had invited my cousin, who was I had like three tickets or something like that. And I, I had invited my cousin. I'm like, Hey, you want to go to the game tonight? And he's like, well, I'll go, but I want to get my son Davey to go. It's his kid. And, and Davey's typical teenage, no, I want to go. And his dad tried to get him, tried to get him. So when the cousin didn't want to go, I said, well, I guess I won't go either. Uh, Cause that, that now I'm just going to go by myself. It's like almost game time. I sold the tickets and just stayed home that night. 
And that's one of the ones that give you the FOMO. You know, I still get the FOMO now because I live so close. I mean, I've been in the middle of games sometimes and I'm like, I should go down there. I should, I should really go down there. <laughs> just like <even. laughs> So the ultimate slam, the definition is a walk-off grand slam down three runs. So you, it's, it's a walking it off, and, and, and it's only been done 27 times in MLB history. And the, only, and the time before that, the last time it happened, was Ellis Burton in 1963. Wow. Wow. That's a long time. Yeah, it really is. I mean, if you think about it, it's probably it's more rare than a no hitter. Oh yeah, well, no hitters are. I mean, you get well. Like, there's been it, it's a it's perfect game level because there's been 27 perfect games. I think. Yep. Wow, that's pretty amazing. And yeah, you just never know what you're going to see. It's like there's all these like odd, odd kind of happenstances that can occur. Uh, you know, like John Baker getting the win, just being there that night, you know, in 2014, like here's a, t- you know, team that ends up coming in last and just has, it manages to accidentally have a historically weird game. Um, I love the historic weird stuff um, more than pretty much even just winning and losing. You know, I mean, I love it to win, of course, you know, but it's cool when something like that, that's so rare happens. Um, I was at, uh, there was another one that was, it was another, it was like a really long game, not as long as the John Baker, because I think that's the longest, but it was one where uh, Sammy was struggling. He had just come back off the injured reserve or whatever after he got hit in the helmet by Solomon Torres. And uh, it was like a 15, 16 inning game. And he was just brutal. He just could not catch up to anything that day. And he must have struck out, I swear to God, four or five times. And, and, and we're like in the 15th, 16th inning or something. Like we, I know we did two take me out to the ball games for sure. And then, like, I noticed he had a different bat for the last at bat. And he singled to, to win the game. And the next day, he was using the same exact bat. And that was the one with the cork in it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 that was that was reminding me of another game that I had thought of until the cork part, because <laughs> I was going to talk yeah. about you know a, a dude winning the game, but um, there was one that I went to. Some of I don't know if you guys have met uh, my friend Jarrett Gable. He's Carl. You might remember him from such bands as the Bleacher Bum Band, but I think you only <laughs> saw him playing one time. Uh, he's our new bass player, and. Um, we were allowed as kids, not kids, well, I guess kids, uh, like junior high, my mom would let drop us, drop us off at the, uh, the L and we'd take the, the bus, the L to the bus and come down to Wrigley with 10 bucks in our pockets and watch the game. Well, we were there on Saturday, May 23rd, 1987. It's a game I pulled up. Cubs, um, that played the Braves and the game went 16 innings. The, the Braves had gone up in the ninth, and in the t- and, and in the bottom of the ninth, Andre Dawson hit a two-run homer uh, with two outs in the bottom of the ninth with all, with us all on our feet to like you know explode my thirteen-year-old heart. And that game ended up get going sixteen. We stuck all the way down to the front in seats we never thought we would afford and still can't afford, and uh, it, right right behind the tarp. This is where we went, right on the third baseline, and um, 
uh, Jarrett got a ball that day that had gone behind the tarp. And then in the bottom of the 16th inning, which we stayed for the whole damn thing, uh, us and about, you know, 4,000 other people only, because uh, it, it was double to left field by Jerry Mumphrey, scored Sandberg, who had, who had singled. But I will, you know, it's like I've been to hundreds of games at Wrigley Field, and that one I can picture, even though it happened in 1987. Isn't that weird how, like, You'll block out a million of them, a million great games, you know, but you only have fleeting images. That one, I can re- almost play back certain parts of it like a movie in my brain. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I uh, I had another game that I thought of was my bachelor party Whoa. was at Wrigley Field. And uh, sitting in the right field bleachers, having all the fun we could have. And... Uh, we, my buddy got thrown out for literally doing like a half moon. It was one of the tamest things any buddy had done, but he kind of half mooned the guys in front of him, which we uh-huh. were all kind of friends. Like we'd been talking with everybody around us. It was no big deal, but we were all getting drunk and loud. And so they were watching us. And when he does this, he, you know, he shows his ass crack a little bit. And security came down to get rid of him. So then, of course, we're arguing. Everybody's around. We're arguing. We're fighting. And the crowd is actually yelling. You know, the the bleachers, they're on your side, and they're all yelling, let them stay. Let them stay, right? Everybody's cheering. It's great. And then my asshole friend tosses a Beer, full beer at one of the security guys. Oh, no. It hits him in the head. And as soon as we all see that, literally every one of us were like, we're good. We'll leave. Sorry. Like at that (laughs) point, we're like, oh, my God, we're going to get arrested instead of just kicked out. And on a dime, the crowd turned and started yelling, throw them out. Throw them out. (laughs) Like it was immediate. And they had actually stopped play on the field. We found out later that coming back from the break, uh, Sosa did not return to right field for a few minutes because of a disturbance in the bleachers. And that was us. As you may have noticed, there's been numerous ads in this show. Canaan sunglasses, bet online, locker room. That's fine if you got all the time in the world, but I certainly don't. And here I am wasting my time again and your time by asking you to please become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash sunranto. It's a no-brainer. One dollar a month is all it takes to get your own RSS feed where it is early. It's already there. You're going to get this show so much later than everybody else that's our patron. It's not even funny. Patreon.com slash Sunranto is how you get it to your ears immediately, right after we record it. It's the only way. Dollar a month, $3 a month if you want to buy each one of us a beer, $5 a month if you like the Cubs music I write, $10 a month if you want the Ranter calendar and your name at the end of the show. Come on now. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. It's easy. It's how we keep the lights on. Do it. Duh. Yeah. But they they eventually they just made us leave. Uh, it was no big deal. It was really funny, though, because some dude, 
there was like 10 of us. So we're in a line walking out of the thing with security on either end. Some random guy just jumped in the middle of our line. He had to go take a piss. And security made him go with us down. And this is 2003. So this is before the renovations to the bleachers. So we were going down like the secret stairs and they were making us go out the garage door area. And this dude literally just all of a sudden realizes he's getting thrown out of the game. And we all had to like, we all had to tell security, we don't know this guy. He's not with us. (laughs) This poor dude, like literally had to take a piss and just happened to jump in the middle of this group of guys getting thrown out. We got, we got a speaker request. Uh, So Marcos, Phoebus, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Why don't you come on and tell us? Hey, Marcos. Marcos, are you with us? <laughs> I don't know how to use this yet. Oh, no, no, we, can, we can we hear can you. Hear you're you. good. Ah, okay, cool. None of us do. You're, you're with <laughs> us. This is all a bunch of old guys trying to figure out technology. It's hilarious. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's you know it's you know it's worse. I'm in IT, so I feel like a fool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I was just telling you, I, I'm a droider, so I was like, ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh man, that that. How do you even remember you got thrown out if you were drinking so much? That's that's. <laughs> well, like, I actually had not been drinking that much in the game because it's so expensive, right? Oh, yeah, sure. So we. We were just, you know, it was it was more like we all had nice buzzes on, but everything was amped up because we were just like, it was a bachelor party and we were screaming and the whole crowd was kind of with us until they weren't. You know, the other thing is, is I don't ever forget things no matter how much I drink, except for the last 30 minutes of the night. That always gets sketchy. But other than that, ask Danny. I like <laughs> I remember like the dumbest shit. Carly yeah, well, says the last 30 minutes, but it's actually the last three hours when he's been blacked <laughs> out and running around forever. Oh, man. <laughs> so you're asking memories at Wrigley, huh? Yeah, that's that's what we're kind of hoping everybody has a story. I, I, I know that millions of us have a story, and I want to hear a few. So what do you got, Marcus? Well, this this one isn't positive, but it's it's kind of funny. I guess. I don't know. Maybe it's me. I, we uh, prefer so, funny to positive. <laughs> okay. uh, it was against the, it was against the Yankees. It was, uh, oh man, you know, we were, we were, we were up, I think it was the ninth. Was it the eighth or the ninth? I can't remember. Maybe I was drinking that day too much. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I'm here like, yeah, we got this game. You know, a couple of Yankees fans in front, you know, getting pissed at, at me and my brother-in-law. I'm like, yeah, whatever. And then, I'm like, uh, um, I'm like, this is this is gonna be your going away present, and if, you know, because we're about to, you know, the, the I think it was Ortiz had a two, a two two going. He was like, all right, here's the Cubs to strike out, bullcrap, home run to right. I sunk so far underneath that chair, <laughs> it was like, how could they? Oh man, they're giving it up. But but yeah, you're, you're, these you're guys talking just about. They harassed me all night, all the rest of the game. I was like, "Oh, this sucks." So you're talking about a pretty like... famous game, Marcos. That's that. Yeah, I, I, that game was the hundredth anniversary game. Yeah, uh, dude, I believe. It was, 
of Wrigley Field, and uh, I, I want to say it was uh, Friday, April. No, wait, maybe I got it wrong. The, who, who gave up the home run in the bullpen? It was James Russell, wasn't it? I think yeah. so. Yeah. I was at the game, and honestly, there's about five times in my whole lifetime that I almost renounced my Cub fandom, and that was one of them. Yeah, was it, it was like 2014 or 20? It was 2014. Yeah, okay, there you go, yeah. It was the 100-year anniversary of Wrigley. That was the game where they had the cake out in front that later on got tossed and people got mad. Uh, they had the cake. They had people dressed up in period outfits. They had old-time cars. Uh, they had an awesome ceremony. They had a cupcake, a piece of birthday cake from the jewels that yeah. they gave you when you walked into the game. They gave you a yep, jersey yep. from the Shy Feds. Uh, they had, it was, so just to kind of let you guys know, I was at that game and the night before my dad and I went to one of the greatest concerts we ever been to, which was a Neil Young solo show at Chicago theater. We stayed down the night and went to that game and just everything was great. They had all the old Cubs, Ernie, Billy, Fergie. They had, uh, Ryan, uh, Bobby Dernier. They had, uh, old bears come out there. They had, uh, Gail Sayers and Dick Butkus. It, it was about the most amazing game you could ever imagine. And then at the end, James Russell shits the bed. Yeah, oh and in, fr- in front of all those dignitaries, too. Like, you got all those players you just mentioned in the house to watch <laughs> the Cubs blow it epically. It was so embarrassing. Marcus, I was with you. We were we had this loudmouth Yankee. I was over in the right field corner when that happened. So when that ball went out, it went out right in front of my face. And I, I too, had, uh, like, this loudmouth woman for a Yankee fan sitting right by me and she just was screaming her face off. I mean, I, and every word was like a dagger into my face. It was just awful. Like uh, that it was, was rough. Horrible. It was, it yeah. was horrible. I mean, it was, it was rough after that. <laughs> and my brother-in-law looks at me, he goes, you should have just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn it. <laughs> Does anyone remember the catcher of that game, that hundredth anniversary game? I honestly cannot remember. I mean, because it was Crown Crown Royal and Bud Light, man. So <laughs> that was uh, Miguel Montero had the tying yes. single against James Russell. Oh. Aaron Hill followed up with a two run triple yeah. off Justin Grimm. Wow. On yeah. Was it 2014 then? Or it was 2014. Yep. Because okay. Miggy didn't come till uh, later. Well, that was against Arizona. Yeah. Oh, all right. But they weren't wearing the uni- regular uniforms. Like the Cubs were wearing like some throwback and so were the uh uh the Cubs were wearing the it was either the Whales or the Shy Fed jerseys and like the uh Arizona was wearing something like the Packers jerseys. Huh. Yeah. Man, I am just mixing up games left and right Yep, I'm it was it, it was the Kansas City Packers is what they were dressed in and the Cubs were wearing the Shy Fed. Well, wow. I'm getting so so much mixed up. I'm I'm with you with the Crown Royal and the Bud Lights there, Marcos. I, I, I'm like I'm more I'm I'm mixing up two completely different games. I you're right though. The hundredth anniversary was against Arizona, and what's the Yankees one where I I think it God who was the guy who Tuesday I'm look, I'm just looking up some stuff. Tuesday May twentieth, twenty fourteen. There was a that was one game. One the Yankees. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, man, I, I think I'm missing mix, mixing up both of those losses. There were quite a few losses to mix up there in 2014. I mean, that was a team that yeah lost 89 games. It, it wouldn't surprise me if the wins the wins run together as sort of the losses, apparently. But yeah, they, both the, those were two <laughs> two shit ass games that we should have won and lost <laughs> late. Um, we've all been at those, and we've been at the other ones too. We talked about those too, but. Well, the game is on. Um, is, so is it already? I, I, yeah, Jake Arietta in thirty degrees with the wind blowing in has no is going short sleeve baby jersey. Yeah, he's so a beast. Tonight's your, tonight's your no hitter. He's for a Jake. Beast. And Tom Warman, our friend, has our, our friend Tom Warman texted us and said, "So cold, there's no ball hawks out there." <laughs> I'm surprised he's not doing naked hey. yoga. Yeah, but, but and it's blowing in too. So there's not going to be uh, there's going to be small ball. Let's see if the Cubs can do it. It's not really their game. So and yeah, they're, 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 they're yeah they haven't played small ball since 2014. <sighs> Man, and they didn't even do that on purpose. I mean, yeah. that, that was just because <laughs> they were capable. <laughs> so. Well, uh, I'm gonna maybe say that we sign off and watch this damn ball game and. Uh, but thanks for everybody showing up at, to our our uh, show on Locker Room here. That was fun. Like, if you have any suggestions of audience participation, people that are watching that, uh, you know, would you'd like to talk about, you know, memorable, ga- memorable games, players, you know, whatever, whatever it would be, I think uh, I would love to open this up to everybody. Yeah, come on back and, and actually get on the show. Have a conversation. This will be the show that the fans get to – so talk. those so then people. We, so then we can diss you later, like you diss us. So honestly, <laughs> it, it, I, I, if anyone that knows, like I call, I call into the score a lot. You know, Crawley from you know, I always call in, blah blah blah. But here's the thing: on those type of shows, they give you like five seconds to say your piece and cut you off. We're not going to do that. We're going to let you guys speak. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's cool. I mean, it, and I know there's a lot of apps that do this now, like Clubhouse, and I think Facebook's building a clone of it. And so it's interesting that that it's just basically talk radio is now just going to be us all on a party line. And by the way, they've had this since the the, the 60s, you know, the 50s party lines. You pay to be on. And, you know, so I'm sure. Yeah. Danny, we know you're familiar with those one eight one nine hundred numbers. One nine hundred, baby. Well, and we're on this. How come we're on locker room, Danny? We should probably plug these guys because they they asked yeah, us to be it. on this. Yeah, yeah we're on. No, they, well, they we're on us about sports it. drink. Yeah, sports yeah, drink. Sports That's drink what I was saying. The sports drink network, which has got podcasts from all sorts of teams, um, and they with a with a bent. They're kind of like they try to go with guys that are kind of like us, you know, like uh, like funny. Is <laughs> you know a little bit more. Uh, you know, NSFW kind of thing, you know, so. Yeah. So, uh, cool. Well, let's let's uh, hang up and, and let's get it. You know what would be fun to, to do one of these where we just watch a game together? I'll do a right. little play-by-play. Hmm. David Ross grabs his mask and as he chews a piece of bubblicious gum. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> right. 
Well, Wilson's up. You're probably going to get hit again. So before the before the big fight starts, uh, let's all hang up. But thanks for showing up. We'll do it again soon. We'll do it again next Tuesday for sure. But I think I'm going to try to come on here a little bit more sometimes, you know, because it's so expedient. Right. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right, later, everyone. All right, guys. Take it easy. Go Cubs. Spagog. Go Cubs. Spagog. Bye, Marcos. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs. A gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.